reminding me about what really matters. Everybody said amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here. I know my time is limited, so I'm going to be very quick. But I brought three sermons with me this morning. One of them is a $5,000 sermon, and it lasts five minutes. One of them is a $1,500 sermon, and it lasts 15 minutes. And one of them is an hour sermon. It only costs $20. I'm going to have the ushers come right now and receive the offering and decide which one of them you're going to get. Amen. Just kidding. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord is good. And I am glad. Amen. The Lord is good. If you have your Bibles for a few moments, turn to a familiar portion of Scripture found in the book of Matthew, chapter 28. And we're going to read beginning with verse number 1. And then I will let you be seated. We stand in honor of the Word of God. You know, I'm amazed that church sometimes uh, can be uh, anything but lively. And if there ought to be a place where life is, it ought to be in the church. Amen. Amen. Um, I was somewhere yesterday and saw a clip of the final four and Rihanna, uh, whoever that is. I'm not sure who it is, but she's uh, evidently a famous singer. And they panned the audience. There wasn't one person sitting down. Not one person. And she wasn't singing about life. She was, I don't know, probably singing about the wrong kind of life, but she wasn't singing about the saving Christ or the saving love of God. She was singing about flesh and all of that other stuff. And we'll stand, people will stand all day long for that, but you, you ask them to do that in the house of God, my Lord, it's like pulling teeth. I'm glad you don't feel that way today. You're here. You're thankful. You're blessed to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Matthew chapter 28 and verse number 1, it said, In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the, the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him the keepers did shake and become as dead men. The angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen as he said, Come, see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and behold, he cometh before you into Galilee. There shall you see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulcher with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and beheld him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there 
shall they see me. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about resurrection's message. And everybody said, Amen again. God bless you. You may be seated. I guess I could tell you what I learned from the Easter Bunny, but that really isn't about what we're here for. Somebody said they learned from the Easter Bunny that you don't put all your eggs in the same basket and you walk softly and carry a big carrot. And everybody's entitled to a bad hair day every once in a while. But that's not what Easter's about. It is not about a bunny, and it's not about all the other things that we have tried to make it. It is about a Lord and Savior and all that took place on that eventful morning. And there is nothing that I enjoy more than Easter Sunday. There is something about this Sunday, and I know that it moves on the calendar, but what it represents. There's something about getting ready for this day that's exciting. All of the songs and all of the preparation that have gone into this service, there's a thrill in knowing that we're going to magnify the Lord and we're going to exalt Him. Because Easter is not simply a past event that we celebrate. It's not like a birthday that we've had and because we've had it, we have to celebrate it. It's not a historical fact, although it is a historical fact. It is more than just an exciting story to recount. Easter to me is a celebration of life. Most of all, but it is a celebration of truth. And it is a celebration of a philosophy or a belief in life and of life. What life means here for me today. What life means for you today. And what life means all over this world. And forever, what it will ever mean is because of what happened a long time ago in a city called Jerusalem. The fact that he came and the fact that he died and that he rose again has changed forever the way that we look at life. Men can dispute it, but they cannot deny the fact that sitting in this building today are people who have been changed by the resurrecting power of Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody ought to say amen. I believe that the greatest words that have ever been heard by mortal ear were the words that were spoken by the angel to Mary on that morning. He is not here. Amen. He is risen. Those words resound in my soul this morning. Because it is a message that gives direction to me at all times of the year. To me, Easter is like a compass. That no matter where I am in this world and no matter what is going on in my life, that no matter the mood or the weather or the feelings of life, those magnificent words, He is risen changes everything about life for me. I don't even look at life the way I used to look at life because I know that he lives and because 
he lives, I shall live also. Amen. Somebody ought to praise him for that today. Amen, amen, amen. We celebrate not just his resurrection, but the message that that resurrection brings to us. The message that puts meaning into life. The message that births hope for you and I. And in the text that I read to you this morning, we find those who were first confronted by that resurrection truth. It was an empty tomb. It was a risen Christ. And it was a message for them to deliver. I believe that the greatest message that Easter speaks to any of us is that you and I matter. You and I count for something in this world. If you and I did not matter, then why would he have come in the first place? He didn't come because he had to. He didn't come because he needed to. He came because we needed him. He came because we could not solve our sin problem. And he came as that sacrifice. You and I matter to God this morning. We matter so much that he would humble himself and take on the form of flesh and dwell among us and suffer the indignities of life and mankind. And he would do it all because of his great love for you and I. For God so loved the world. Does anybody know that verse of scripture? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Somebody ought to believe that this morning that he cares for you. He loves you. And you have meaning and purpose in life. I know that the world that I live in right now has a way of tearing me down. But when I look to Calvary and when I look to an empty tomb, I realize that no matter what the world says about me, what God has to say about me is more important than what the world said. The world said I'm a loser, but God said you're so good and you're so worthy that I am willing to suffer and die for you. Tell me that you're not worth something this morning. It matters to God that you live and it matters to God that you are here this morning. And I said that because I believe that with all of my heart. I believe that the, the second message of Easter is simply this. It is a message about God himself. It is the message that what the first Adam failed at, the second Adam accomplished. The first Adam stumbled in the garden and fell. But the second Adam came that he might perfect what the first Adam had messed up. And I am thankful this morning that God does not leave unfinished business. That God is a God who finishes what he starts. Even in your life and mine, some of you may be away from God this morning. And you may not be living where you ought to live or where you know to live. But I've come to tell you that the, the message of Easter is simply this. God's going to finish what he started in your life. And somewhere in life and somewhere down the road of life, 
you're going to find yourself again standing before the Almighty God and saying, I surrender. I surrender. Why? Because God is not a God who gives up easy. And I am thankful for that. The third message of Easter is simply the resounding fact that try as they might, they could not stop him because life is stronger than death and love is stronger than hate and grace and mercy are greater than all of the evils of this world. After doing all that they could do to him, the Jewish authorities could not stop him. They could not by treachery. They could not by illegality. They could not by slander stop him. They put nails in his hands and his feet. They put crown on his head and stripes on his back. They beat him unmercifully. They thrust a spear into his side and they came to break his leg. But he had already given up the ghost. They didn't take his life. He gave his life. And he gave it so that you and I could be free this morning. That ought to make somebody lift their hands and say, Thank you, God, that nothing in this world could stop you in your quest for my soul. Amen. There's something about the power of the resurrection that I feel in my soul this morning. They could not stop him. Goodness cannot be put down by evil. In Germany, in a cemetery in Hanover, Germany, there is a grave of which uh, there is a plaque and there is a marker where huge slabs of granite and marble were cemented together and fastened with heavy steel clamps to to make up the mausoleum of a woman who died. It belonged to a woman who did not believe in the resurrection. She did not believe that it could reach her. She did not believe that it was true. But in spite of her belief, she made one last request before she died, that they would take her, 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 her casket and they would entomb it in marble and granite and they would fasten it with these iron fasteners so that even if a resurrection took place, it could not reach her. What a, man, what, what a, what a person and what a, a woman strangely directing her, her, her last will and testament that even in death, that if there were a resurrection, that because of the way she had sealed her tomb, And because of the way it had been barred, that even if it happened, it would not reach her. But little did they realize that when they were putting it all together, and they were laying stone upon stone and marble and slabs of granite together, and fastening with the chains, there was a seed that fell into the ground. And over time, that seed died and began to germinate, and it began to grow. And here and there movements were made until finally it began to push its way out of the soil. And it began to push its way past the barriers of marble and granite and iron pillars that had been put upon that tomb. So much so that out of that 
little seed came, a sapling. And as it began to grow, the very trunk and root system began to separate and break the very bars of iron that had been placed on that grave to keep the resurrection from reaching her. I'm just here to tell you that life is greater than death. And that's what Easter tells me, that life will conquer death in the end. And whether you believe it or not, it's still going to happen. Amen. It's still going to happen. A tiny seed of life transformed everything. And the life that was in that body could not be held by a grave. It could not be bound by bars. It could not be kept in chain. And so I close this morning with the message that Matthew brings to us about the Easter story. And it's very simple. The things that were spoken to those who came first to the tomb. The first message that was spoken to them was simply to come and see and go and believe. I want to urge somebody here this morning that finds it hard to believe in a resurrection that you would somehow reach out in faith and take hold of that promise today. That the promises of God are not too good to be true. That there is in fact a power that's greater than hatred and a power that's greater than evil and all of the things that man can do. The power of love survived it all. And all the Lord asks of me to do is simply believe that and begin to live in that belief and that faith that he is the resurrection and the life. When I believe it's going to transform my life, there's going to be an experience that comes to my life that will transform me. It will be the same life that comes into me that was in him through the power of the Holy Ghost. And I am thankful this morning that a long time ago, when I looked to that place, I said, I believe. And that belief has changed my life through the years. It has made all the difference in the world for me. Not only were they commanded to believe, they were urged to rejoice. When Jesus came to them and he greeted them, the word that he spoke to them was one word, rejoice. It's not time to be sorrowful. It's not time to weep tears. It's time to rejoice because I was dead, but now I am alive forevermore. And because I live, you shall live also. Rejoice because he conquered death. Rejoice because his blood is great enough to cover all of your sins. Rejoice because his love is greater than your failure. Rejoice because his grace is greater than your grief. Thank God for the risen Savior, and I rejoice today. Hallelujah. I lift my voice and I give praise unto him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I close by simply urging you to do what the angels told these first visitors to do. Go tell somebody. Go tell somebody what you have discovered. The greatest thing that could happen on this Easter is that somebody would leave here with a new faith in their heart and life 
But more than that, that many of you that have had a faith in your life for years that has transformed you, that you would go and tell somebody what you have discovered, what you have found, and go tell somebody that he's alive. He is alive. How do you know that? Because I feel him in my soul. Because I witness him in the transformation of my life. I could not break the chains that held me, but the power of his spirit and the resurrecting power of his love has brought me back from many a broken thing. I rejoice today because he is risen. And I rejoice because his blood has been sufficient for every sin in my life and for every failure. And the simple message of of Easter is this, that you can look beyond the present and see hope in the future, that no matter your failure, no matter the life situation that you may find yourself in, no matter the discord or disappointment in your life, when you look at an empty tomb, there's a message that comes crying back to you. It's all right. God's made a way. You can recover. You can come back. Somebody ought to lift their hands right now and thank Him for that resurrection message this morning. Thank you, Lord.
of Easter, the simple fact that he loved me, what a, what a message. Reach over and take somebody by the hand. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your visitation here today. We thank you, Lord, for every soul, every individual that's come to this place to worship you today. God, we're humbled that you would love us, that you would care for us. That you came and died and rose again that we might live. Lord, if there's somebody here today that doesn't know about that resurrection life, that something in this service has stirred a curiosity and a hunger that would cause them to want to seek after you. Somehow, God, for that one that has turned away and they are wayward, they're not living where they ought to live, that the message of Easter would cry out to them, they matter. What they're doing matters. Where they live matters. How their life is going right now matters to you. For those of you, Lord, that have been blessed by your presence and they have lived and served you faithfully, let this be a day of fresh joy and gladness. And let us all leave here today and let us go tell somebody, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. I, I know he lives because he lives in me. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen.
Come on, clap your hands one more time. church family and greet someone near you and thank them for being here if you're near a guest.